Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. All right, well, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you to Liquid. I'm Pastor Tim. Hey, can we give a great welcome to our brothers and sisters in New Brunswick, Nutley Church Online. Great to see you guys. Glad you're with us this morning. Glad you're here. And before we dive in, I just want to kind of clarify uh, what this is about. This series 40 is not about turning 40. Okay, I want to clarify that. I turned 40 a year ago. It was the worst day of my life. This, well, I don't want to say that. How many... Stop. I won't prejudice you. How many of you are 40 years or older? 40 years or older. Wow. Some of you are like, oh, I can't lift my arm. You know, I got that. Um, there's a movie right out right now. This is 40. Terrible movie, by the way. Don't go. Terrible. Actually, Colleen and I, we went on a date because it's like, oh, yeah, 40. And we went. It's so cynical and kind of kind of just, just this, 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 it's like, oh, life now just kind of, we walked out of the movie. We actually walked out of the movie, um, but, but this is not to say it, it's easy because uh, over, over New Year's, um, one of my friends in our life group, she turned the big 4-0, so I attended her 40th birthday party, and let me tell you something about 40-year-old people when they get together, okay? There's suddenly guys who are in their 40s start dressing like the Pet Shop Boys, you know, from the 80s. It's not pretty. 40-year-old men should not be dancing to Call Me Maybe. There should, like, be a, it's kind of a law against it, but the number 40 is an important mile marker, though, in any journey. That's the truth. 40 years, 40 days, 40 nights, all throughout the Bible, the number 40 has great significance in preparing God's people for an outpouring of his spirit, for a movement of God. It's true. Whenever God wanted to powerfully use a man or a woman at any age and touch them personally and then transform their life, he often used 40 days to do it. I want you to think about this, right? Noah was changed by 40 days of rain. Moses spent 40 days on a mountain and came down transformed. He was glowing. Jesus was sent out into the wilderness for 40 days. And after he was resurrected, Jesus spent 40 days teaching his disciples after the resurrection. And so I kind of wonder, what is God going to teach you over the next 40 days? This series is actually our invitation to join Liquid's 40-day Bible challenge to start the new year. Over the next two months, we have a very ambitious goal as a church, and that is in 40 days, our entire church is going to read through the entire New Testament by Easter. Now, honest moment, since everyone was honest about their age, how many of you have never read through the entire Bible? You've never read through the, okay, okay, keep your hand up if you've never read the entire New Testament, okay? All right, yeah, not surprising. Some of you are just lying, I understand. Um, Remember I told you this? In December, I told you the statistics are very sobering. Over 700 people give up reading the Bible every day, okay? That's the statistics, okay? So biblical literacy is taking a giant nosedive because we live in this kind of post-literate culture where engagement with the Bible is like at an all-time low, and there's a reason for that. Uh, People have busy schedules. They lack the time. The Bible can be, you know, kind of hard to understand or just confusing in parts. Or the Bible is just intimidating. Can you just take a look look at this size of this mother? Take a look at this Bible, okay? This is a sweet, this is actually my Bible. This Bible is from the last century. It was a gift to us from the senior congregation at Mountainside, okay? First off, it's like a, it weighs like a cinder block, and it looks like a phone book, right? It's like super, super thick. It even, you even have to actually undo locks. I'll try to, 
Get this open, okay. That, this is how a lot of people think the Bible is. They're like, it's this big, dusty old book that's hard to crack. That's literally, like, that, is, that is dust. That is not talcum powder we put on there. That's how most people view the Bible. It's this kind of like outdated document that we sort of talk about a little bit in church, but it doesn't have much relevance for my day-to-day life. I can't even crack the thing, okay. And so you don't read it yourself. Or you rely on, well, I go for Sunday for a sermon. Or you get your verse of the day, your little nugget, you know, or whatever it is. But the number one reason I think people don't read the Bible is isolation. We do it alone. It's kind of like any resolution. Uh, some of you probably made, you know, resolutions. I'm going to start getting in shape this year. I'm going to start working out. Did you know this? You are twice as likely to stick with a new workout routine if you go to the gym with a partner. Did you know that? Most, most resolutions, if you just do it yourself, I'm going to read through the Bible. Myself, you're, you're sunk. You're going to be sunk by February, Okay. But if you do it in community with other people, suddenly there's, there's encouragement, there's accountability. And for the next 40 days, you are literally going to join thousands of people. You're going to have thousands of partners who are also reading through the New Testament by Easter. And if you're willing to invest the time in this new year, I believe these next 40 days have the potential to change your year. I don't want to overhype it, but I think it could change your life. Right now, you have no idea what God has in store for you in 2013, right? You, have no, you, have no, you may have your plans, then life has its plans, and then God has his plans, okay? And my question is, how are your plans going to intersect with, with, with God, with, with what he actually is inviting you to in the story of his word? How does he want to strengthen you, envision you, and prepare you for his purposes if you were to devote the next 40 days to personally unlocking his word and actually engaging with it? Because that's our goal. For 40 days to focus like a laser on what God says in the New Testament, the revelation of Jesus, and just clear room for the Holy Spirit to move fresh and powerfully in our church. Amen? Let me show you what the Bible has to say about the number 40 in Scripture. You can use the Bible on your seat. I'm going to use this one, all right? Kind of fun. I'll kick it old school today. But you got a Bible on your seat, and, uh, or follow along. We put a message notes in your bulletin. And if you look at the lives of men and women who God used powerfully throughout Scripture, you're going to see the number 40 just kind of spring up, pop up all throughout Scripture, especially the Old Testament. So do this. Open to the first books, a book of the Bible there, Genesis. I actually have pictures in mine, which is kind of cool. I got all sorts of things in here. But if you open to Genesis, it begins with the story of, there he is, Noah, right? Noah, the Bible says, was, this, was a righteous man. Everybody knows Noah, right? He's the guy who built the, the ark. Oh, all right, awesome. The, the reason for that is because the, the, oh, we're, we're out of the gate today. <laughs> right? The culture of Noah's day was a little like ours. It was sick. All right? If you, I don't know if you feel that way, but watching the culture and what we're, is, is going out there, more hyper-violent sensuality, it's just craziness. The culture of Noah was worse than anything that you and I are seeing on CNN. It was a wicked, depraved kind of culture. Violent men, uh, they killed each other. Mothers would sacrifice their children to pagan gods. Child sacrifice. Sick. And God said, I'm actually going to wipe all this off the earth, and I'm going to start over. And Noah, I'm going to use you. I'm going to spare your family, and I want you to build an ark. And, and remember the story from, from Sunday school? Noah builds the ark. God, you know, the air, animals come on board, and God says this. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for how long? Let's say it together. Forty days and forty nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And, and, and people just kind of laughed at Noah. They're like, 40 days of rain? 40 nights? What is it, Seattle? You know? But, but then it actually happened. It says, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth. How long? 40 days and 40 
nights. Woo, that's, that's amazing there. But here's the thing. Everything was wiped out and destroyed. Here, here's how it puts it. It says, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men, animals, creatures, birds, wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. This is the Bible's first mention of 40 days and 40 nights. It's in the first book. And the purpose of this 40 days? Purification. Cleansing. In other words, God's used 40 days of the rain to purify or cleanse the earth. He said, I want to wipe it clean of its wickedness and sin. It was like a global cleanse, okay? Evil and depravity are so rampant. God says, I got to purify this whole thing for the purposes of giving this world a fresh start. Do you want a fresh start in the new year? Do you you want a new beginning? There is no more powerful way to kick off a new year than with a spiritual cleanse. We're going to be washed by the the water and the the word. That's what this is. For 40 days, we're going to wash our minds, renew them in the word of God, and say, God, clean out all the garbage in my heart, my life, my family, so that you can use me for your purposes. So if you're taking notes, that's the first purpose of 40. It's purification, Genesis. But if you flip over to the second book of the Bible, it's also about revelation. Take the story of Moses, okay, when God reveals something to you. Exodus, book number two of the Bible. There's Moses. Moses was a great leader of the nation of Israel. And God called Moses at the age of, does anybody know? 40. There is still hope for you, Pastor Dave, okay? At the age of 40, in Exodus, God says, Moses, I want you to meet me on the top of Mount Sinai in the desert, okay? Because I have something I want to reveal to you. And Exodus 24 says this. Moses stayed on the mountain, say it together, 40 days and 40 nights. Well, there's that number again. What's going on here? If you saw the movie, you know that God gave Moses something very important during those 40 days. Charlton Heston receives the 10 commandments, right? Yeah. God gives, he reveals the law, right? The 10 commandments on which Judeo-Christian society is based. He said, okay, so so he he wipes it out. He says, I'm going to start this over. I'm going to set you on the right path and give you guardrails. He writes them on stone tablets, so that Moses won't forget them. So Moses gets these laws after 40 days on the mountain, but we all know 40 days is a long time. And the Israelites at the bottom, they they get impatient. They get tired of waiting. They're like, we're bored. So they build a golden calf. They start playing Beyonce. They like have this huge party. And it's just, you know, and Moses comes down the mountain and he's so upset. What does he do? Do you guys remember this? He takes, he smashes the 10 commandments. And God says, all right, go up the mountain a second time. Do you want to guess how long he was up there again? Moses was with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, this time with a fast, without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. In other words, revelation. Moses had a divine revelation from God after spending 40 days in his presence. I want you to imagine this. Would that be powerful? If God spoke directly to you over these next 40 days, hey, Matt, hey, Kevin, I want you to write this down. Here are 10 things. I want you to do with your life and your family this year or your career. Could you imagine receiving a direct revelation from God from his mouth like it was downloaded from heaven? How cool would that be? Scripture actually says Moses' face glowed. Are you hungry for a word of God? Okay. Are you you like, I need need fresh revelation. I can't can't see the vision for my life. I need God's vision for, for this new year. Learn from Moses. God will use 40 days to purify your heart. He can use it to reveal his purposes for your life if you sincerely seek him. Now, the Old Testament goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, anybody? Numbers. Oh, good for you. Look at this. Fourth book of the Bible. 
God tells Moses, now I want you to lead the people to the promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And everyone's like, woo, we're going to Miami, baby. This is going to be great. No, it's not going to be a cakewalk. God says, here's the deal. The land's infested. It's infested with giants. So Moses actually spends, sends spies into the promised land to Canaan to kind of case it out. And here's what number 13 says. Listen to this. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. So 40 is also used by God for exploration. In other words, when God has you on the threshold of something new for your life, when you're standing on the doorstep of a new chapter in your life, you don't know what that is this year. Maybe he's going to lead you into a new job, a new career, a new relationship in 2013. Maybe you're like, I'm, I'm actually considering a move. I, I think I should, but I'm not sure. God says, would you take 40 days to explore that with me through my word? Maybe you're on the threshold. Maybe you're getting married. We have lots of engaged couples at Liquid in all of our congregations. And you're about to turn the page. New chapter. Woo, the promised land. Okay, get ready. <laughs> right? But God says, would, would you do this before, you, before your wedding? Would you invest 40 days to explore this? Don't act rashly. I have things I want to teach you and tell you about the future that I promised you. The spies explore this land for, for 40 days, they return. It says this, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does, it flows with milk and honey, but here's its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and, and very large. In other words, at first they come back, and they're like, no, it's true, man. It's, it's awesome. This place is the bomb. It's like a gift from God. He's blessed us. But then they start to waver a little bit because they, 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 they see they're giants in the land. They were the Nephilim, giant people over seven foot tall. Most famous one, you know, Goliath. The Nephilim live in the land. Goliath lives in the land. LeBron James lives in this place, okay? They begin to doubt God and give a bad, their faith starts to waver. You ever have that happen to you? I think God has something new, but I'm, I'm not so sure. And as a result, the Lord has to correct their broken thinking. In other words, it's time for a little correction. Purpose number four of 40. It says, the Lord's anger burned against Israel. And he made them wander in the desert. How long? 40 years. Until the whole generation of those who had done evil in his sight was gone. 40 years in the desert as as correction for their unbelief. That's pretty harsh. But that's what 40 represented. That's how long it took a whole generation of haters to die. (laughs) Until a new one could come up and say, we're journeying forward for God's purposes for our life. And that's revealing too. Because it doesn't just say, God loves people. The Bible says God disciplines those he loves. It's like a loving father. He actually corrects us at times. And it's not to torture us, but he says, I gotta gotta fix your broken thinking and teach you to be fully dependent on me. I want you to trust me even when life gets hard. Even when your relationship goes off the rails. Even when you're scared about taking that next step, you gotta trust, you gotta lean in, and I want you to follow me. I don't know how long it's gonna take you to do this, but I'm I'm committed to you, and I'm gonna grow you, and I'm gonna correct that broken thinking. So here's a question for you. Is there an area in your life that you know needs correction? You know it's kind of out of line with God's word, and you're like, I just feel powerless to bring it in, in, into line. This is for you. Do you doubt in certain areas? If you're too proud to trust God and take his hand, he'll, he'll humble you. That's what he did with Israel. It says, for 40 years, one for each of the 40 days that you explored the land, you'll suffer for your sins and know what it's like to have me against you. Now, now just, just stop here. <laughs> I mean, we just, that's the first four books of the Bible. 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. And each of the books reveals a distinct purpose for the number 40. God uses 40 days, 40 nights, 40 years to prepare the heart of his people. First to purify them then to actually reveal his divine direction. I want to reveal something to you, my will. I want you to actually explore this new thing that I have for you. I'm moving you into new territory. And I'm going to correct you when you go off course. Do you see a pattern emerging, anybody? (laughs) It's hard to miss. This is not numerology. But the number 40 has huge significance in preparing people for God to move powerfully and lead them to the next level spiritually. And that's actually what my prayer has been over the last few weeks. I've been like, God, I, that's, a, that's what I want to see happen in our church over the next eight weeks through our 40-day Bible challenge. Could you lead us to the next level spiritually, God? Let me tell you a little bit how this is going to work. We are going to give each of you a Bible that looks like this. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Not really. In your program today, we put a contract. Can you take it out? It looks like this. Take a look at this thing. It kind of tells you how it works, how the challenge is going to work. And, and, and see where it says content there at the bottom of the, the, the front? It says, when you sign this contract, we're going to give you a special edition of the Bible. And here's the deal. It doesn't look like this. Again, this is, you know, something with, you know, lock, padlocks on it. You're going to be like, oh, gosh, here we go. No, it looks like this. All right, just take a look here, okay? Think iPod Nano Commodore 64, okay? It's a little bit... <laughs> A little bit different here, okay? You'll notice it's a little bit thinner, and it's not because we changed the font size. We're not tricking you, all right? Here's the deal. This is, it's not the Bible light. What we've done is all the chapter and verse numbers have been removed because they actually weren't there in the first century. We sucked out all of the additives. In other words, there's no notes, there's no cross-references, there's no maps or headings, and whole books have been put back together. For instance, like the Gospel of Luke, And the book of Acts were written by Luke, but that's not how it goes in the Bible. It's Luke, John, Acts. They're kind of apart. We put them back together. The book order of the Bible is actually going to look a little bit different. For instance, right now, if you look in the Bible, you have in your seats, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But if you look at the Bible, do you know what order Paul's letters are in? Some of you are like historical? Like, you know, no. It's actually from largest to smallest. The Bible, you know, collectors were saying, you know, let's, let's get the big ones out of the way and then get to the smallest one. In other words, you can't see the development of Paul's logic and his thinking, and so they're put back into the historical order of that. The revolutionary idea, guys, is this. Simply read God's word and let it speak for itself, okay? We're going to read it straight through so you can get the context of the larger story of God and hopefully see the role that you have in it. This special edition is called The Books of the Bible, and let me remind you how it works. Your heart. It's roughly 18 inches from your brain. Not very far, right? So why is it so hard to not just read the Bible, but to really absorb it, deep down where it counts? Why do we have trouble getting it in a way that transforms our life? There are probably a lot of reasons, but here's a good one. Back around 200 BC, a Greek translation of the Bible split whole books into smaller sections, so each could fit on a single scroll. The order of the books changed over time, sometimes simply from longest to shortest. In the 13th century, the books were divided into chapters, and in the 1500s, Bible verse numbers were added. To make it easier to fit on pages, the text was split into two columns, Notes and commentary were added over time. 
section headings too, and red letters gain popularity along the way. So what does it all add up to? Our modern Bible, weighed down by a lot of well-intentioned accessories. But does it feel more like a reference book than a love letter? Does it read more like Bible nuggets than the story of God? So we asked, what if we could turn back the pages of time to set the Bible free from history's many additions? Would God's word flow more freely from head to heart? We started by putting the books in a better historical order. Books that had been split, we put back together. We took away the chapter breaks, the verse numbering, the notes, the commentaries, even the red letters. We put it all back into one column, like the original. And we named it The Books of the Bible. A Bible so innovative, it was there from the start. Then we kept thinking. People usually read the Bible alone, in isolation. But what if we could go deeper together, experiencing God's Word in community? So we designed an eight-week reading plan. And we're inviting you to meet once a week in community to talk about your questions and discoveries. In just eight weeks, you will have read the entire New Testament like you've never seen before. We call this eight-week plan the Community Bible Experience. All the better to move God's truth from your brain to where it really counts. Guys, I'm very excited about this because I'm like, what could God do in our church? Not just your life but then the life of our church, if we devote the next 40 days to actually engaging his word and committing to each other as never before. Between now and Easter, you're literally going to join thousands of other people who are reading through the entire New Testament in context, maybe for the first time in your life. And maybe for the first time in your life, God is going to explicitly reveal a a particular purpose for this year for your life. As you explore his word, maybe he's going to offer you correction in an area you can't even see and purify your your life and your family. We've actually made this super easy for families to get involved. We have this for every age and stage. Here's how this works. Each day you're going to read around 12 pages a day for five days a week. It's Monday through Friday. You get weekends off to catch up, okay? And each of these readings takes about 30 minutes. In other words, could you give up one television show for 40 days? A little fast. I'm going to actually reject the world. I'm going to dig into God's word for 40 days. Now, day one of our reading is not going to begin this week. We'll give you a little time to think about it. It begins Monday, February 4th and ends Friday, March 29th. Does anybody know what March 29th is? It's funny, I, I said that before, I, you know, just like we're going over stuff. I said, does anyone know what March 29th is? And my, my daughter was like, the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> we're taking all of you to Taylor Swift. No, we're not, we're not doing that. It, uh, thank you. It is Good Friday, okay? In other words, our reading schedule coincides with Lent. Do you know what Lent represents? It's about Jesus' what? His 40 days in the wilderness. Come on, Catholics, let's wake up here. You got to know these things, man. Man, oh gosh, what an amazing coincidence, right? The calendar actually syncs up with with this. Now, remember this. As we read Monday through Friday, five days a week times eight weeks, that's 40 days, you get to use weekends to catch up. And then what we do is on March 31st, that's Easter Sunday, our entire church, we're going to have a special Easter service just to celebrate that all God has done through our 40-day journey together. Uh, we're also playing a special church-wide outreach so we can put our faith into action and serve our neighbors. Does this sound good to you? Does this sound like something we can do? Okay, good. Enthusiasm, good. Now, last detail here. You'll notice just on the back of the contract, I just want me to understand this, okay? You'll notice it, 
mentions the key ingredient of community. Do you see that word community? In other words, we hope you'll meet with your life group to discuss what you're reading. You don't want to do it in isolation. We want you to talk with other people about this. We now have over 180 life groups signed on who are going to go through this experience. And if you have never tried a group before, you're like, I'm not sure. I don't really know know people. This is the best chance you will have all year, okay, to kick the tires of a group. Try it out. It's not for life. It's for eight weeks, okay? All you have to do is complete this card today or next week. You see this card? Give us your info, and here's where I'm going to send you. We're going to send you our daily reading plan. We're going to send you links to the audio, the MP3 version. We're going to send you links to the special edition we have for kids, both written and audio, all right? It's only about 10 minutes or so for kids. We even have a special ebook version for iPad or Kindle that we'll, we'll give to you for free download. We created an entire site, 40 day. BibleChallenge.com that has everything you need. Now, just let me clarify this because I see some of you are like, wait, what do you want me to hand in? There's a contract and there's a card in your program. This contract is for you to take home. It's for display purposes only, okay? Take this home, put that on your fridge. But today, you can fill out this card and drop it in the offering bucket when we pass that around towards the end of the service this morning. Just tell us what campus you're at. Give us your email How many Bibles do you need? How many people are in your family? What are their ages? Okay, and we will hook you up. Now, I'm excited about this because I'm like, God, I want to see you do something just amazing in our community over the next 40 days. Do you agree that God's going to do something amazing? The reason I say that with confidence, I'm not like, God's going to do something. I'm not just like a cheerleader. I look back on 2012, and we just had an incredible year. Some of the stuff that happened in 2012 we didn't even have on our radar in January of last year. When I was standing here last year, if you had told me we would be given a gift of an entire church, building, grounds, facilities, assets in Central Jersey, I'd be like, you're smoking crack, dude. Uh, if you had told me, yeah, you know, hillbilly hand fishing, like, what are you talking about? Well, that's, you know. If you had said, uh, you know, we're going to have this major hurricane we're going to be hit by, right? And, and God's going to ask your church to kind of help lead in, in other churches nationally to help provide relief. Guys, we have seen God do incredible things in 2012. When I, when I look back on this, Dave, I don't think Dave even mentioned this. When, when, do you know how many people attended Christmas Eve services, heard the gospel of grace for the first time? 4,000 people. That's amazing. That's unreal. You, a lot of you invited your friends. Guys, that, God wants to do more than we can ask or imagine. He's like, but do you have the heart for it? Do you have the humility for it? Can I prepare your heart over 40 days for the blessings I'm going to pour out and the movement of the Holy Spirit that we want to see take over all of New Jersey? So God, God is growing us. Uh, he's growing us up. He's growing us wide, but we want him to grow us deep too. Amen? That's what I want for you as your pastor. And I believe God's going to honor this next 40 days in ways we can't even anticipate right here in the beginning of 2013. Now, to make this real personal for you, let me give you three final examples that the Bible gives of the power of 40 that may personally change your life this spring. If you pick up God's story in Judges, we learn that Israel fell into bondage again. Surprise. And it says, again, Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for how long? 40 years. In other words, you're going back to eighth grade, okay? I'm going to remedial class. You haven't learned your lesson. And the Philistines were notorious for their cruelty And they had a champion warrior named Goliath. You remember this story again? Sunday school, maybe. He intimidated the people of God. Every morning, Goliath would come down. They they lined up Philistines versus Israel on two sides of this mountain. 
And he'd come down, holler out to them, your God, the God of the Bible is powerless. If your God is alive, then come out and face me. And all the Israelites were like, oh, we're scared. He issued that challenge to God's people for, can you guess how many days? For 40 days, Goliath came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. In other words, there was a confrontation. There was was the conflict, a demonic power confronted and challenged God's people. And it wasn't an adult. All the adults were like, oh, what are we going to do? But a young boy actually steps up. Remember his name? David. A little kid, a shepherd boy named David stands up. And the rest is history. Because what it says is David actually took five smooth stones into his sling. Do you know why he chose five smooth stones? Because David's Bible was not this thick. It only had five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It was called the Pentateuch, five books. And he says, I come at you in the power of God's word. And you don't insult my God or the purposes he has for us as a nation. And David stepped up and he slung those stones and he dropped Goliath with one hit to the dome and he fell down, bowing down before the God of Israel. And David stepped into his destiny as the king over Israel. Over the next 40 days, I really believe that God is going to prepare some of you for a battle you can't even see coming yet. There's something that's going to confront you and it's going to be this kind of like dividing line where where things shift in your life. And God says, I want to strengthen you. I want to empower you that you come against it, not in your own strength, but in the power of my word as never before. You're going to need ammo for this. Maybe there's an issue in your family that you're afraid to confront. Maybe a situation at work is going to confront you and you're going to be intimidated by others. Maybe you're like, that's me right now. Fear of man has a grip on you. Do you have a, do you have like a, a you know, maybe some of you have a chronic condition or an illness that, that mocks, it taunts you daily. I got this email from a young woman Last fall here at our congregation, she wrote this. She said, Tim, last Sunday I asked for prayer for my anxiety. Well, it's kicked in full force. I ended up going to the ER with a panic attack that just won't subside. They've ran all kinds of tests and changed my meds, but I just can't go away quick enough. Can you please pray for me? I need God's peace. I need to be able to breathe and not feel like I'm having a heart attack. I just want the storm inside of me to be calmed and healed. Please lift me up and my family up as I need my life back. And, and, and when I, I got that, first off, I was very moved by her note. She's a young mom. She's a couple of kids. And I was moved by that because I realized that represents many of you who are struggling with issues like that, internal issues, whether it's anxiety, whether it's, you know, depression, whether it's, it's, it's worry, whatever it is. And, and this, I'm so glad she's getting, you know, medical help. That's, that's phenomenal. But I believe whenever there's a physical symptom, there's also a spiritual component as well. She described her anxiety to me as a heart attack. You understand what that means? It means an attack on your heart. And that's what God says his people will be subject to anytime they step out in faith. The enemy is going to seek to taunt and intimidate you and say, you can't do this. God's given you a purpose for, for the position I put you in, but you're not going to do this. Who are you to do this? He's going to, it's the accuser. And I don't want to get all freaky deaky on you. Some of you are like, I don't even know if I believe in the devil yet. I'm just kind of watching. Don't get all freaky deaky. All I'm saying is, God wants to strengthen you to confront the power of the enemy in your life in the power of his word, not your own strength. It's not God's will for you to be taunted and tormented every day, afflicted by voices that demean you or create fear and anxiety. And just like the story of David, I believe God is literally going to use the power of his word over the next 40 days to demolish strongholds. Amen? Amen? Amen. I believe that. 
I believe we're going to see strongholds of, you know, anxiety, fear, addictions broken in Jesus' name. Because that's what 40 days is about. It's a declaration of war by the power of God's word. And so our staff is praying for breakthrough for many of you who are afflicted by the enemy's taunts. In fact, I just want to pray for, for her and for you right now. Would you just bow your heads real quick? God, I get worked up about this. I hate seeing your people tormented. Lord, suffering under things that you never intended them to, to experience. So I pray right now, the blood of Jesus over my sister. Lord, we ask just release for her that the peace of Christ would reign in her heart and in all of our hearts, Father, and we would see your presence. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, the next 40 days, we commit to you and say, have your way, Jesus. Work freedom in our lives as the children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. He's going to strengthen some of you. He's, he's going he's to fortify you. That's the final purpose of 40 I want to highlight for you in the scriptures, and that is fortification. You see the word fort there. It means strength, strengthening for the journey ahead. Maybe 2013 is the year God is going to lead you somewhere that you didn't expect or anticipate. Maybe it's a high place of celebration. Woo, I never thought I'd get this job, this promotion. We're gonna be. Maybe it's a low one. Maybe it's a valley you're going to go into and you're, you're going to mourn. Either way, the scriptures are always very clear. Whenever you set out on a journey with God, there are guaranteed to be trials. There's guaranteed to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges and tribulations that the enemy is going to set in your path to discourage you and say, you can't overcome this. You can't do this. You're not strong enough. And what this is saying is, correct, I'm not. But God, would you give me your strength for this journey? In, in 1 Kings, this is the final scripture, the prophet Elijah was used powerfully by God. He spoke courageously of God's power to a corrupt king. And if you remember, Elijah goes hand to hand. He goes like mixed martial arts on the prophets of Baal, right? Steel cage mash on Mount Carmel. He calls down fire from heaven. Pretty good trick, right? And after that, he's exhausted. Maybe that's how you actually feel today. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm up to this. You want to enter the year, right, with strength and courage, woo! But you actually feel tired. Maybe you're still weak and hurting from 2012. 1 Kings describes how God ministered to Elijah at a weak point in his life. Listen to this. He, he, he was weak physically, he's weak spiritually. And God says, I'm going to fortify you for this journey. 1 Kings 19, the angel of the Lord touched Elijah and said, get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled how long? 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. In other words, God says, I am going to give you supernatural strength over these next 40 days to accomplish something in my power you could never do in 40 years on your own. If God, some of you, if God revealed what he's going to do in your life in 2013, you'd be overwhelmed right now, honestly. It'd be like, man, there's, there's a diagnosis you don't see coming. There's going to be a curveball with your kids. Or crisis at work, it, it, the, the loss of somebody you love. If you knew right now what was coming, you'd be overwhelmed. The journey would be too much for you. And that's why God says, I want to give, give you this. I want to give you daily bread. I want to feed you. Eat and drink. Come here. I, I want to fortify you for what you're going to go through. Elijah says he ate and strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days. And 40 nights until he reached the Horeb, the presence of God. I really believe, guys, that God is going to use these next 40 days to strengthen some of you for what is to come this year. He's going he's to he's toughen your mind. 
He's going to strengthen your soul, and he's actually going to pour into you the courage and endurance you're going to need for the challenges that lay ahead. It may not be now. It may not be in February. It may not be in March. It may not be in, this may be in, in, in November something's going to happen. But God says, I want to feed you, and I want to strengthen you on the inside right now for what's going to happen. I had coffee last Sunday with a, a friend here at church, new friend. He was invited by his girlfriend to actually to church. Uh, previous was a Catholic, but not, he said, I re- wasn't really a believer. He goes, and I sit in these services, and Tim, I, f- I feel like God's speaking to me. Like, you, you read the Bible, and like, God's talking to me. And he said, um, he goes, and so I started reading the Bible myself, right? Amazing, awesome. And, he, and his heart really kind of softened to the gospel. And with the coolest thing, this past fall, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He was baptized, and, and now he, it's amazing to talk to him. I love it. I get energized. He's, he's, he's feasting on God's word. He's like soaking it up like a sponge. But the week before he was baptized, his mother passed away. And they were extremely, extremely close, very, very close. It's hard for him to talk about it without tearing up. And it was, it, it's hard. He's helping his elderly father adjust to that. And so I, we had coffee last week. I just want to see how he was doing. And he said, Pastor Tim, with all that's happened, he said, I, I just feel like God was preparing me for this. I said, what do you mean? He says, my coworkers at work, they're like, man, what are you sniffing? <laughs> are you on five-hour energy? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, they see in me this peace. They know how close I am with my family, but they see in me this peace they can't explain, the peace that passes understanding. He goes, it's, it's like God gives me a fresh word every day. He's giving me strength every day. He goes, I wake up, and I can't wait to read the Bible. This is a new believer. Some of you are 40 years in the journey. Do you remember that moment when you're like, I can't wait to read it? Some of you are like, oh, I feel guilty. Don't feel guilty, but let it motivate you to regain that. I was like, you know what that is? I go, that's called the Holy Spirit, my friend. He goes, well, I feel him. Giving him strength for the journey that God called him on. Look at the cover of our Bible. Look at the picture we chose. What is it? It's a piece of bread broken in half. And underneath it, it goes to the words, man cannot live by bread alone, but every what? Word that comes from the mouth of God. Your life depends on this. Do you believe that? Your family depends on this. God has something to say to you. He has something to feed you. He has something to teach you this year but you're going to have to read it yourself. He wants to lead you into a life, the life that he promised, life to the full, a life of greater freedom, of grace, of power and confidence for living. That's your birthright as a brother or sister in Christ. But you got to eat your daily bread if you're going to grow up strong in the faith. So consider this the start of a new diet for the, for the new year, okay? We're cutting the empty calories and we're letting this word just kind of cleanse and renew and strengthen us for 40 days ahead. Only God knows what he's going to change in your life by his power. Amen? Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.